TII item 448, November 22nd, 2017, iOS 11.1.2 and iOS 11.2 beta 3 and 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand, and that I do everything with, and has become an extension of who I am. This episode is brought to you by LovePop. Unlock special pricing for five or more cards, and get free shipping on any order by going to lovepop.com slash TII. Today's episode is brought to you by BarkBox. For a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash TII when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jim for sending in the artwork for today's show. Jim wrote the following. Hey, Rob, I took this picture in front of the Apple Store at Columbia Mall in Columbia, Maryland with my iPhone 6S. I edited it on my iPad Air 2 with Textmatic, Retouch, and Prismatic apps. Regards, Jim S. Well, thanks, Jim, for sending in this. And folks, you can see this artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 448 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. This week, we have promo codes for the app Theta Poker Pro. Here is the review from the devs. Theta Poker Pro is the strongest, fastest, most configurable Texas Hold'em game in the App Store. A single universal purchase gets you the app for your iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. No ads, no in-app purchases. Improve your poker skills the funnest, easiest way without risking your bankroll. Get Theta Poker Pro today and start winning more. Theta Poker Pro is now optimized for the gorgeous new iPhone X. It's one of the most accessible games in the App Store. And that's how you do a promo. Thanks to the devs for their review of their app, Theta Poker Pro, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, please send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put poker in the subject line. And to celebrate Thanksgiving, I will try to remember to give these out on Thanksgiving. So get those requests in ASAP. Some of you may remember in the last episode when I said that there was no credible rumors about when the HomePod was going to be available for pre-order. Now we know why. It's not going to be available for pre-order this year after all. Apple put out an official statement per the push-out of the HomePod launch, and they said the following, quote, We can't wait for people to experience HomePod, Apple's breakthrough wireless speaker for the home, but we need a little more time before people's credit cards are no longer maxed out. This year, we extracted a lot more money from our customers than we could have ever dreamed. First, we had a bunch of people spending over a grand on a new iPad Pro. Then a couple months later, they plunked down over $400 on a watch. And then just recently, a whole bunch coughed up around $1,400 on an iPhone case and screen protector. Add in the money we get from them for apps and other accessories, and you know, we just felt we squeezed as much blood from those stones as we could. So in the spirit of the holidays, we are pushing out the HomePod launch until early 2018. At least until you have paid off those credit card bills 
and are looking at your tax refund. Plus, have you seen the price of Apple stock lately? Yeah, well, we at Apple sold a bunch of our stock, and we're going on vacation, and we need to take that time off, and we just really don't want to work that hard this fall. Unquote. Hmm, seems Apple's spokespeople are getting a little too honest these days. If you had been hoping to buy a HomePod for your significant other, you can still print out a picture of one and put it in a box. Or not. Hey, and speaking of last episode, on episode 447, I said the following with regards to Face ID and it being hacked. Quote, does this mean Face ID will not get hacked? Heck no. Someone in the next week or two will hack it, and it'll get a lot of press coverage that it was hacked. But when you look at the details, it will not be like Samsung's hack, where they just put another device with a person's picture in front of it, and voila, it unlocked. Nope. It will be likely to be something similar to what Wired did, which will be completely unpractical, just like the early Touch ID hacks were impractical as well, unquote. And yep, nailed it. Someone came out since the last episode and announced they tricked, hack, spoofed Face ID. And just as predicted, the media went crazy of the news. And also as predicted, it was and is a meaningless spoof. No one listening needs to worry about this, um, unless, of course, you're Liam and you're listening um, or some other CEO from a Fortune 500 company is listening. The security company that spoofed Face ID, they did so by building a 3D mask of the user. This includes 3D printing frame, silicon nose, special 2D images around the eyes, and other special processing to trick Face ID took them five days to make this and they had the person available for um, them that they were trying to spoof it from. So they, they had this person there who could they build this mask around. Again, none of this is real world because if someone is willing to spend five days working to build a 3D mask of your face to unlock your iPhone, in that time, the three former Mossad bodyguards that you have on staff will have rescued you and your phone and neutralized the perps. Oh, and one thing um, that none of the articles talked about that I could find, it was the security company, did they turn off the requires attention for Face ID? Which I'm going to guess they did, as the mask was not a human, it was just on its own with 2D printed eyes, which by turning that feature off does reduce the security feature. In the video, they do not address that issue, and again, I have not seen confirmation or mention either way. Like I said in the last episode, this was going to happen. It was not going to mean anything, and it's not going to be practical. So you or your ex-Mossad bodyguards can breathe a little easier now. And if you feel I was a little too flippant on that story, yes, yes I was. On November 16th, Apple released iOS 11.1.2. This is mostly a fix for the issue of the iPhone 10 freezing up when you well, take it out in the freezing cold. It also addresses a problem that could cause distortion in live photos and video captures with the iPhone X. There are no security updates with this. Should you update to iOS 11.1.2? If you have an iPhone X, yes, release the hounds. For everyone else, uh, if things are working well, you might want to wait a little longer until you update um, your iOS. Wait till iOS 11.2 comes out and see what we have to say about that. So you're at 11.1.1 or 11.1.0. 
well, if you're at 11, you should have gotten upgraded to 11.1.1. So if you're at 11.1.1, really, I don't see a reason to upgrade. Again, if you have an iPhone 10, sure, release the hounds. Everyone else, relax. On November 17th, Apple released a few betas. iOS 11.2 beta 4 and Watch OS 4.2 beta 4 and tvOS 11.2 beta 4 were all released. This comes just a few days after beta 3 of all those versions were released. Per iOS 11.2 with betas 3 and 4, what we gained were Apple Pay Cash, fast wireless charging, and an explainer of Control Center in which is explaining why when you turn off Wi-Fi and Bluetooth in Control Center, yeah, you're really not turning them off. Seems Control Center does not know the meaning of the word off, kind of like how Kevin Spacey, Al Franken, and Charlie Rose, and others do not seem to know the meaning of the word off. Was it the O, or was it the F, or the other F that confused you? There was also AirPlay support added for the just-delayed HomePod, and of course, for all OS betas, there were bug fixes and optimizations. Who knows when this one is going Goldmaster now, as there is no short-term launch of the HomePod to prod this one out the door. Very, very quick note, unlocked iPhone 10s are now for sale from the Apple online store without any carrier activation. For those waiting to order the truly unlocked iPhone 10, your wait is over. By the way, this means you can order the basically the Verizon version of the iPhone 10 that has the faster Qualcomm LTE modem rather than the slower Intel modem that comes with AT&T and T-Mobile iPhone 10s, which is what I have, the slower one that is. Good thing I have my Eero router in my house with, for the faster Wi-Fi. Hello, Rob. It's Ted from St. Louis, Missouri. I wanted to tell you I always enjoy your show. Look forward to the next broadcast. And uh, I put a link to a little YouTube video if you care to share it with folks. I've got an iPhone 10 and it's working wonderfully. I am totally blind. I know there's been a lot of questions and things about will facial recognition work with prosthetic eyes and so on and so forth so i did a little youtube video today and uh, hope you'd share it with everyone and uh thank you very much for what you do and uh look forward to the next broadcast thank you ted thank you so much for doing that video and sending the link and folks it'll be a link in the show notes titled youtube iphone without eyes and ted literally took out his eyes and did an unlock so you can see it happen and right there in the video. So Ted, thank you for sending that in. Again, link in the show notes. Into the email bag. Rob, I serve on a nonprofit board where those with disabilities are served. One of our board members has suffered from a brain injury. She has difficulty in remembering when to take meds or to go to an appointment. As a voiceover user, I have been looking for a simple calendar app for her. Please check with your audience to see if they can recommend an app that has the following. One, daily reminders for medication with an alarm or sound to notify the time at the time to take. Two, also the ability to add a reminder for an appointment or activity, again with a sound or alarm. She's not visually impaired and will be able to read on the iDevice the reason for the alarm or sound. Your podcast is one of the few iOS podcast where voiceover users feel welcomed. I enjoyed listening to the 10 Best Hey series. Thanks for your time that you put into your podcast. Regards, Bob Purvis, Sitka, Alaska. Bob, thank you very much. And, and what Bob was mentioning, I put a post up 
at todayinios.com, and it'll be right before episode 448, so between 448 and 447. And I've got links to 10 of my favorite Hey Siri responses, so you can go check that out if you go over to Today in iOS. And thanks, Bob, for mentioning that. Back into the email bag. Hey, Rob, I've had a new iPhone 10 on Verizon, 256 gig since launch, and I've been loving it. I recently took my new iPhone to Nashville to use for recording and photography for a Guns N' Roses, not in this lifetime tour, and I have to say that I was fully impressed with the camera operation and the video quality. I recorded 1080p, 60 frames per second, and set iPhone to auto HDR and camera capture and set it to high efficiency. All my videos were fantastic, phenomenal, except one. The last song of the night. The sad thing is that I was recording at what was be a very special final uh, to this amazing concert. I filmed myself catching a wristband from guitarist Richard Fortas. The problem I encountered was that at about the five-minute mark of the seven-minute video, there was a band of distortion that appeared in the video. It was almost like the interference you'd see on a CRT TV using rabbit ears. It fluctuates through the rest of the video. Apple tech support was not helpful and no ideas, uh, nor they had no ideas, nor had they received any other reports of this issue in the wild. So I have a couple of concerns. A, will this happen again? B, what the heck caused this and what is it? And C, can someone direct me to an app or software that will fix this video? Thanks, Jim. Well, Jim, per earlier in the episode, we were talking about iOS 11.1.2 you need to upgrade, that will fix that issue. So that's what, you know, A and B, what happened was there's a bug. I, I can't believe they didn't say, they, the Apple people said they didn't know about it because it was a known issue. That's what 11.1.2 was to fix. But in any case, sorry to hear it affected you. I don't know if there's going to be anything you can do on that C, the last one, to fix it. But if anyone does know of a way to fix it, had this issue and fixed their video, but I really don't think you're going to be able to. I think, unfortunately, that last video is corrupt but maybe I'm wrong. If anyone does have a solution for Jim, give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. We have a new sponsor, Love Pop, who makes the greatest greeting cards. Actually, Love Pops are more than cards. They are unforgettable gifts that you can send in an envelope. Each one is laser cut, hand assembled, and designed to surprise and delight. They sent three incredible cards to me, one is a Christmas tree with a pop-up village that reminds me of the little villages my mom would put out each year around Christmas time. So, yep, that is where that one's going to mom. I put up a short Instagram video at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS if you want to see that one in action. They also sent over a really detailed snowy owl. Snowy owl so you open it up. It's really cool. And my wife's favorite is the gingerbread house. And that one, she said, I am giving to her. So there, that was easy. And the owl, by the way, is going to her mother. But they have so many others for the holidays and beyond. They even have a dragon from Game of Thrones for the significant other in your life that is a GOT fan. The purpose of every love pop is to create a moment of connection between you and the people you care about. And I hope Love Pop can help you share the joy of the holiday season with your friends and family this year. And you can unlock special pricing for five or more cards and get free shipping on any order by going to lovepop.com slash TII. That again is lovepop.com slash TII to get great pricing and free shipping. This is a card that will set you apart 
this holiday season, and it is the one card that definitely will not end up in the recycling bin come January 1st. Be remembered into next year. Start a tradition this year. Lovepop.com slash TII. Sure beats an elf on the shelf. Hi, Rob. This is Phil calling from Norwich in UK. Thanks for your great show. I wanted to share that I returned my iPhone 10 to Apple yesterday and received a full refund. I thought it was a great piece of kit. I was sad to see it go, but the value proposition just isn't there. It's so much money and my iPhone 7 is perfectly adequate. So I decided I'll send it back. Cheers, Rob. Bye. Phil, thanks for the feedback. And I would agree with you. There's not that much of a difference performance-wise between the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus series and the iPhone 10, which is the same basic performance as the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus. So I understand that. It's it's tough to justify that price, especially given how big that price is. Moving up from a 6S Plus or a 6S, that makes more sense. Hard to justify it from a 7 or 7 Plus. More so on the 7 Plus, it's really hard to justify it moving up this soon from a 7 Plus. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I have an iPhone 7 Plus and an Apple Watch original. When I get my new and shiny iPhone 10, what is the best flow for me so my old watch will be connected to the new iPhone? It is always appears to me as if I'm doing something wrong and I need to go to many different settings to unpair the watch from the old phone and reset, and sometimes doing that twice is twice the work. Uh, I heard somewhere that this time I just need to leave the watch paired to the old phone, and when I activate the new one, it will prompt me to scan a QR on the watch. Is this true? Regards, Loren. Loren, I wish that was true. It might be true. It's not how it worked out for me. Uh, For me, ultimately, I had to wind up unpairing it from my original iPhone and then try to repair it. And I have the Series 3 with the cellular, and I lost the cellular. I had to go back to T-Mobile since the last episode and get my Apple Watch to work again on cellular. So I'm the wrong one to ask on this because I didn't do it right. If anyone has a good answer or saw a good tutorial on upgrade this or did it on their own or read a tutorial and was able to do it where they had no issues on the upgrade and the Apple Watch switching from one phone to the new phone, let us know. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. But again, for me at least, with the Series 3 and the cellular, I had to jump through a lot of hoops ultimately to get it to work, and, and that meant basically wiping it clean and setting it up as a brand new watch. Now, as a caveat on this, I set my iPhone 10 up as a brand new phone and not from a backup. So I set it up as if I had never had another iPhone before, and I was trying to see how it is on the default settings to see which ones I need to change and get a better feel for how it is coming out of the box an iPhone 10 with the default settings in place. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Love the battery life on my iPhone 10. I'm a mail carrier, so usually work 8 to 10 hours, so I spent most of the time listening to podcasts and music to summarize everything at the end of the day. I still have about 50% left of battery. I am very happy with the iPhone 10. Love your show. Keep up the good work. Regards, Yasa in Springfield, Mass. Yasa, thank you for that feedback, and, and I will agree with you. The best feature of the iPhone 10 is the battery life. 
compared to past iPhones. I, I just absolutely love, love, love the battery life on my iPhone 10. Hey, Rob, this is Ben in Clovis, California right now, calling you for my Apple Watch Series 3. And the reason I'm not calling you for my iPhone 10 is because, well, I did uh, what you suggest we don't do. The uh, iOS 11.1.1 update came out today, so I installed it on my iPhone 10 and it breaked it. So it's stuck in recovery mode. I can't get out of it. I'm going to have to take it into the Apple Store to have them do their magic and get it back and working. So just FYI, you're right. I should have waited. I'll keep that in mind next time. Thanks for the show. Bye. Into the email bag. Hello, Rob. Thanks for all you do. Podcast without you, I'd still be using my iPhone to just make calls, text, and emails. I am one of those people trying to get my hands on an iPhone 10 quite quickly. I've been trying to reserve and pick up each morning with no luck. I'm going to start popping into the local Apple store to see if I can get lucky. Anyway, if and when I do get lucky and get one in the store, I would like to know what case I'm going to put on it. I really don't want to walk out of the store with a naked iPhone. So do you or your listeners have any recommendation for cases? I know you like your folio case, but I don't really want a fold-over case. I think it's a bit awkward when taking photos. Thanks for all you do, Rob. Absolutely love the show. Regards, Paul in the UK. P.S. Despite my telling my wife never to upgrade software until you have told us it's okay, she went ahead and did it for iOS 11 when it came out and regretted it immediately. She has finally realized that she needs to wait for the release the hounds. Paul, with the iPhone 10, they turned the cameras sideways, so, well, 90 degrees, so now they're no longer right next to each other, left, right, but now above each other. And that means folding over the folio case does not get in the way of your lens anymore. So it's not so bad taking pictures with the folio case with the iPhone 10. It's a lot better taking pictures with the iPhone 10 than it was with my 7 Plus and the folio case. So, yeah, if you might want to look at it, it's not so bad. I really like the folio case. It means I don't have to have my wallet with me anymore. I keep my driver's license and credit one credit card in my in my folio case and a little bit of cash, so I don't have to keep grabbing my wallet because I know every time I go out the door, I have my phone. So as a minimum, I've got my driver's license, my credit card, and a little bit of cash and the phone. And then if I'm going to go on business trips, then I take my wallet with me. So it's nice not having to have my wallet with me all the time. That all said, folks, what case do you have for your iPhone 10? If you have an iPhone 10, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Let us know if you like it or regret it. Let us know the case and if it's thumbs up or thumbs down. Hello, Rob. This is Ben in Clovis, California again, uh, giving you an update to my uh, 11.11, I'm sorry, 11.1.1 update fiasco on my iPhone 10. I did take my phone into the Apple Store. They were able to uh, get it out of recovery mode. They were able to set it back to factory, so just had to re- restore from iCloud backup. And my phone is up and running again, now running 11.1.1. Just word of warning, like you said, you know, you should wait about a week before you update, even on a .0.0 whatever updates. Well, thanks again for your show. Talk to you later. Bye. Ben, thanks you for the feedback, the initial one, and then the follow-up. And just an FYI, it's double dot update. 
Hi, Rob. It's Joe and Cebu calling. I'm listening to the latest um, uh, output of yours, and um, I have an 8, eight plus, and I like when it goes into landscape, and it rotates, but my dock doesn't rotate like on the iPad. It stays on the right side by the home button. And I'm running 11.1.1, and um, I don't know if that's a glitch or not, because you said, uh, if I'm not... If I'm not mistaken, you said that the dock moves also, kind of iPad-ish, but maybe, maybe that's not so. Anyways, hey, keep up the good work, like everybody says. Love the show, and, uh, you know, thanks, man. Bye-bye. Well, Joe, thanks for the feedback and the question, and the answer is very simple. It's just the icons that rotate on the Plus series. They just turn 90 degrees, so the dock stays where it was, or it's supposed to and it winds up being on the right side when you go into landscape mode but the dot the icons then rotate so that they're oriented so they're up and down now when you have it in landscape mode so all the icons basically turn 90 degrees and the dock stays at the end of the iphone it doesn't go at the bottom of the iphone which brings me to this next one the current iPhone 10 is 5.8 inch OLED design. And the rumors are popping up now that there is a 6.5 inch OLED 10 plus or 11 plus design coming next year. Normally I would not talk about rumors of the next gen this soon after launch of the current gen. But before these rumors broke, I started to think this would be the case. And I think there is some clear evidence of this. When you rotate the iPhone 10, as I complained on the last episode, the screen does not rotate for the icons. And the Mail app and the Notes app do not have the split screen mode that I'm used to on the Plus series. It acts like the 6 and the 6S and the 7 and the 8 in that regards, and not like any of the Plus versions. The iPhone 10 appears to be a replacement or the next gen of the iPhone 6, 6S, 7, and 8, not a replacement of the Plus version. The rumored 6.5-inch OLED iPhone, or iPhone 10 Plus, is the replacement for the 6 Plus, the 6S Plus, the 7 Plus, and the 8 Plus. It all makes sense now why the rotation acts or does not act the way it does in the iPhone uh, 10, as I would expect compared to the iPhone Plus series. It is not a smaller version of the Plus. It's a bigger version of the non-Plus. And that means we have a bigger version of the Plus likely coming next year as the rumor mill is starting to churn up and say it is. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I heard your suggestion for creating a virtual home button on the iPhone 10. I had my new one for about a week and don't really miss the old physical home button, but thought I'd give it a try as you suggested. But before I share my virtual home button, Dillance or dalliance, whichever word it might work better there. I want to say kudos to Apple. My order did get shipped earlier than promised, and the 10 is definitely worth the extra price versus the iPhone 8. When you consider the price, Delta is only about 54.8 cents per day in year one to buy the iPhone 10. I don't get the price complainers on the interwebs. Now, for the virtual home button. It worked just as you described, but I noticed a few anomalies and thought I'd share them. When using some apps, it just disappeared. Maybe those apps don't support assistive touch. Other times, it bounced around. In one case, I was replying to an email in the native mail app, and it moved to the left a bit. 
After sending an email, it jumped to the upper right-hand corner of the screen. Sometimes, after the phone has been asleep for a while, like charging overnight, the virtual home button is missing. Not a rant, just wondering if you've seen the same behavior or had similar feedback from listeners. Best regards, Paul G. in Lawrenceville. Well, Paul, I'll throw it out to the audience. If anyone else has seen similar issues and knows a fix or doesn't know a fix and just want to say that you've seen similar issues, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Of course, if you have a fix, you'll jump to the top of the line for getting on the next show. Hey, Rob, this is Jason in Nashville, and I just had a couple of questions and thoughts about the iPhone X or 10. And first was, I was wondering when the TII app would be updated to fit the ears, and I have to take advantage of that bigger real estate. Also, for me, I, I'm really liking the new phone. I think I was used to the Plus, and everything I was told and thought of was that the screen was going to be bigger with the size smaller, right? Like a TARDIS, it's bigger on the inside. And that's true vertically, but horizontally, it's actually skinnier. So that's, I think, throwing a lot of people off. The text on websites and when you're typing, it's skinnier. It's kind of smooshed more together. So if you're used to the larger screen of the Plus, width-wise, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment to get used to. But after having it for almost a week now, I think I've transitioned just fine. I'm really liking it. I'm still able to work from my phone really well. I guess that's it. I just really appreciate what you do. I've been listening since uh, the very beginning. I've had every single iPhone every year. Just love it. Love what you do. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Rob. Jason, thanks for the feedback. And, you know, I guess it's a personal preference when you're just talking here on the screen. Uh, what you're looking at with the 7 Plus is you got more girth but a little bit less length, whereas the iPhone 10 is longer with less girth. And it's a personal preference. Some people like the 10 better because, you know, it fits better in their hand or their pocket or wherever they're placing it. It's just not as uncomfortable. Um, but you do have a little bit longer length, just less girth. With the 7 Plus, much, you know, it's a wider girth, easier to type. Some people like that. It's just a personal preference here, one way or the other. But one thing is for sure, the screen is absolutely beautiful on the 10. Into the email bag. I, Rob, have taken eight years to send my first email to you, and that was the last one, now two in two weeks. I was lucky enough to get my iPhone 10 on November 3rd, and so I thought I'd give a view after one week. Overall, it's a fantastic phone. The phone is a great size, and it's so much more comfortable in my hand and my jeans pocket and my 7 Plus than my 7 Plus. The screen is truly beautiful, and it has that wonderful speedy feel of a, every new phone has. I must admit, I had some apprehension about Face ID before it arrived, but in a week, it has only failed once, and it's more responsive than I expected. Haven't made an Apple payment in a store yet, but I'm more confident that it won't suck like it, I was worried it might. There is one thing I really dislike, though, and that has uh, that's how much more awkward it has become to close apps. On the previous phones, you just double tap the home button and swipe up and the apps go away. Two quick steps. Now, without the home button, it becomes a five-step process. One, you open up the app. Uh, I don't think you can do this from the home screen, but maybe I'm wrong. No, you're not. Uh, two, swipe up and pause. Three, when the app switcher appears, pause and release 
four, a long press on one of the apps until it gets uh, the little minus icons, five, then either tap on the icon or swipe up. I have to agree with you here. What a pain. Now, you may say that closing apps isn't something that people need to do regularly, but being a Pokemon Go player, which is a huge battery draining app, I have to close the app whenever I'm stopped playing. You don't leave that running if you aren't playing. I really hope this gets streamlined in a future version of iOS. At least let me swipe up and away without having to do the long press. The other thing I find disappointing on the iPhone X, no battery percentage anymore. Just that vague little icon with such an ultra high res screen, I'm surprised they couldn't find a solution. As to the screen notch, I'm not a big watcher of videos on my phone and in portrait mode, I really don't notice the notch. I'm staring at what I'm staring at what I'm doing, not at the top of the screen. Ironically, I think it's worse if you're looking at someone else's phone as it draws your attention. So overall, very happy, still crazy expensive, but with my fears allayed over Face ID, I'm happy. Regards, Andrew and Wimbledon, London. Well, thank you, Andrew, for the feedback. Into the email bag. Hey, Rob, have you or your listeners ever experienced static popping on their iPhone at 10 speakers? Mine does it constantly. I can no longer use my white noise app at night because the popping drives me nuts. Regards, Oshkosh Josh. Oshkosh Josh, I have not had that issue. But if someone else has, let me know. Have you updated to iOS 11.1.2? That does seem to fix some issues with the iPhone 10. So I would first recommend doing that and see if that fixes the issue. I do know that um, the static popping of speakers is something that has been reported by others out there. So hopefully this is something that an update, a double dot update will take care of. Back to the email back. Hi, Rob. Was wondering if you or the listeners have any experience or advice. Doing over-the-air updates on my iPhone 7 Plus puts the phone in recovery mode about 70% of the time. I actually gave up on the betas after seven failures. I dropped the beta certificate when the official iOS 11 came out, but still my pro- still have problems with the phone, but not on every update. I have tried different Wi-Fi spots and nothing seems to change. My iPad Pro has never had an issue. Regards, Matt. Well, Matt, first thing I'd say is do the reset network settings. Uh, first, for, well, first, you force quit all your open apps before you do an update. Then you do the reset network settings. Then you reconnect to your Wi-Fi. And then you do the update. And see if that next time helps. If your phone somehow has got it corrupted, you may have to do a, a reset to net, uh, factory settings. So you reset the whole thing back. But initially what I would try, force quitting all your apps before the next time there's an update, reset network settings, reconnect on Wi-Fi, then do the over-the-air update. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, have you or your audience come across this? While using the HBO Now app, there is a white line under the video screen. This is the line that you grab when you want to switch um, from app to app, which is fine on some utility apps, but when you're watching a video and don't want a big white bar like that line underneath the image, is there a way to shut this annoying thing off that, I, that I'm seeing? 
The same bar temporarily appears on Netflix, but shortly disappears, just like the typical video controls do, and reappears if you touch the screen. Do you have any ideas? 10 plus year listener regards John. John, I don't like this either. So I've seen the same thing, and I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. It seems to be just the HBO Now app, or at least that's the only one I've seen in it as well. It wasn't in any of the ESPN apps uh, or any other sports apps I've tried. It wasn't in the Amazon Prime app. Uh, it wasn't in the uh, Netflix app, as you mentioned, other than just briefly there and goes away. So it does appear to be a bug with HBO Now, and I think the only thing that's going to s- solve this problem is HBO Now updating their app and making it go away. So really, I think it's just truly a bug in the HBO Now app, and the next update, hopefully soon, will fix that bug. I want to thank BarkBox for sponsoring this episode. For those that never heard of BarkBox, it is a service where once a month you get a box with four to six natural treats and super fun and cool toys built around a different theme. A recent theme that Spock received was around New York City, There was a Jurassic Bark theme, and then one of my favorites, the good, the bad, and the pugly. One of the things we really like about BarkBox each month is you get a different group of items for your dog to try out. And when you find something they love, you can go to their store and buy it straight up, like the best treats ever, turkey and duck nuggets, which Spock is highly motivated to do things over when we offer it and doesn't give him gas. He loves them. So we purchased a few bags. And gas and French Bulldogs kind of go hand in hand. The boxes are shipped to your door with a unique variety of toys and treats that you wouldn't find anywhere else. All the edible treats are made in the U.S. and Canada. Your dog or dogs will have a great time during the unboxing. It's like 12 little Christmas mornings for your dog throughout the year. And when you do the unboxing, BarkBox will replace any items your dog doesn't like. It's all about your pup's happiness. There is free shipping within the continental U.S. And to get a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com TII when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan. Again, go to BarkBox.com TII to get a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan. Spock would really, really like to say thanks, BarkBox, for sponsoring our show. Hello, this is Justin from Pennsylvania. I keep hearing a bunch of people complaining at how bad the the podcast app is in iOS 11. I know this is not a new suggestion, but just in case people that are new or whatever, I highly recommend, with as bad as it sounds that iOS 11's podcast app is, switch over to Overcast. It's so much better than the, the regular podcast app. It, the one guy was talking about, the truck driver was saying about how it, it pings and drains his battery uh, for downloading files. Overcast does it, does all the checking for things on the cloud. You create an, an account, and there's a cloud check, so it doesn't even drain your battery, and then it will then push any new episode back to your phone. That only then does it start using your battery. Overcast, I mean... Just because you're using it, it does eat some battery, but it's to me, I feel it's pretty reasonable on the battery. I don't feel that it, it's a big, a big drain, and it has so many more options, like such a smart speed skip, and it's free, and there's a little unobtrusive ad at the bottom, but if you don't like that, you can also become a subscriber and remove the ads. 
but it's a very nice, clean app. I really like it in dark mode, especially with uh, the iPhone X coming out. I know dark mode can help save battery on an OLED screen. I mean, that's another thing, too. But uh, I really recommend it. It's so it's so neat and clean, and I love the options it has. You can really, you can, and it, the way it speeds up and speeds up, Playing, it doesn't sound like it doesn't make people sound like chipmunks when you make the speed faster too. So if you have a lot of podcasts and you want to play them a little faster, it's just a great app. Anyone using and if you're unsatisfied with iOS 11's podcast app, just seriously switch to Overcast. You will you won't regret it. Also, when you switch phones, you create an online account. So as soon as you go in and sign back in. All your episodes are immediately there right away. You don't have to worry about. You can start clean. Either you can start fresh or transfer. It, it's it's great. Overcast is way worth it. It beats the pants off of the podcast app. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Justin, thanks for the feedback. And I've seen in the last couple months, well, really since iOS 11 has been launched, Overcast has pretty much doubled and how much usage it's getting. A lot of people are switching over to Overcast. We'll have more information for Apple about this shortly, but I've already told Marco, the developer at Overcast, how well his app's doing. He's already over 3% of all downloads now. So congrats, Marco. Good job. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Thank you for your show, and thank you for taking talking about the things that matter to your listeners. I have a quick little question. When I get my iPhone 10, I plan to set it up as a new phone rather than restore from backup using iOS 11. I have already figured out how to do my previous purchased applications, and I know how to stream my music, but what about my purchased ringtones? Will they automatically load when I sign into iTunes, or how do I get them onto the new phone? Thank you. Regards, Dave. And Dave, I believe that you'll get them, but I'm not 100% sure because I don't buy ringtones. So I'm going to throw this out to anyone that does buy ringtones and has set up their new iPhone, be it the 10 or the 8 or the 8 Plus, uh, set it up as a brand new phone. How do you get your ringtones over? Give us a call, 206-666-6364, or uh, shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Do you or the community still recommend Square Trade for warranty on the iPhone 10? After my wasted efforts yesterday, I have placed my uh, I have placed my order and got a date of December 6th to the 13th. Hopefully, Apple is under promising and plans to over deliver. Mom used to say, "Good things come to those who wait." But anyway, thanks for the show. Regards, Drew Horn. Drew, thanks for the feedback. And per what you should do, well, you should get a case and a screen protector as a minimum. Uh, you really, really, really need to protect your iPhone 10. It's all screen and the glass breaks on the back. So you need something that's going to protect both the screen and the back of the phone. Period. Uh, it's very expensive to get the screen on the iPhone 10 replaced. So next is, uh, depending on how you use it in the environment you're in, if you're in a construction world or more active, uh, even then the screen may not protect you all the time. So you need to think about getting a warranty. Between Square Trade and Apple Care, in the last couple of years, it seemed that Apple Care was 
a little bit of a better deal. It was tough. It was close. Um, you may want to see what the current offering is, um, especially with regards to the iPhone 10, because again, the screen repair on the iPhone 10 is crazy expensive, like over $500 uh, is what the current price that Apple is quoting for it. Back to the email back. Hi, Rob. I found out something interesting this evening. I was deleting apps not compatible with iOS 11 while on my iPads. I was deleting the apps and I was moving the other apps to fill the space in the folders. Only on the iPads can we move around apps without making them wiggle first. Sometimes they will wander off on their own when moving to other folders. That was really neat. I don't remember reading about this in all the new info that's out there. I tried it out on my iPhone 7S Plus and my wife's 6S Plus, and you can't do this on them. Just wanted to let you know. Regards, Roy Sabo. Roy, thank you for the feedback. Hello, Robert Daniel from Wisbeach, Cambridgeshire. Just want to talk about the purchasing of a new iPhone and which actual to store you use. Now, I don't know what it's like for you over there, but this side of the pond, what we have is a company called John Lewis. And it really is an amazing place to shop. They allow you to return anything um, after something like 28, before 28 days, right? You could have used it, you could have done whatever you like with it. But that's not what makes them good. I purchased my iPhone 7 from them, and with that I got what they call added care, right? Now their added care is £109. And I said to them, okay, it's £109. How many times can I have my screen repaired? And she said, unlimited. So I can have my screen, my phone, inside and out, any part of it, either repaired or replaced, for free in any of that one-year period. No, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it might even be two years. No, it's probably one year. But that's £109. Now, I've just, uh, I think I'm aware that the Apple Store... I think you guys over there have to spend something like $190 for Apple Care, and then I think you have to spend $29, is it, every time you have your screen replaced? Look, I don't know if you have something like that in the UK or, or, or not, but um, I will only ever buy my tech from a company called John Lewis for that particular reason. Anyway, just a quick note, that's all. Listen, sorry about that. It's not really interesting. Um, it's just something for people to think about. I'm still having trouble with the Beats headphones, buddy. Honestly, they're ridiculous. If it's got a W1 chip in it, the iPhone 7's got a W1 chip, why am I needing to struggle so much with connectivity? If any of you listeners out there have the Beats Solo 3, I think it's the new one, the wireless one, how the hell do I get on with it? Because I keep having to press and hold that button. It seems to take forever for the phone to notice it. Or I have to go into settings and manually press the connected. No. I've got some, um, what do you call it, some Bose wireless noise cancelling headphones at home. They cost about 300 quid. I switch one button to on, it connects instantly. I pick my iPad up, I start using that. It asks if I want to switch over to the iPad. Right. Why is an Apple-owned product not as good as a, a third-party product? Anyway, rant over. Listen, love your show, love your face, love the people that listen. All right, and as always, have a nice day! Daniel, as always, thank you for the feedback. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Thank you for your podcast and great advice. I have recently come to the conclusion that the Apple telephone staff handling calls for assistance has really become totally useless. In recent months, I've been very disappointed in their lack of knowledge 
with each of about four calls I've made, the Apple representative was clearly reading a potential remedy for my issue and was not able in any way to assist me. When I verbalized that this was my impression to the representative, they made an Apple Store appointment. They have insufficient expertise to advise anyone, and they even provided me with bad and erroneous advice. I was given bad information and was not able to correct my issue through the Apple Care system. My own Google research resolved my problems, and Apple Store Genius advised me that the telephone reps have far more resources at their disposal than do the reps, the store reps, but they just forwarded people to store appointments. It is doubtful that I will ever again purchase the Apple Care option since it has already become more disappointing and time consuming than effective. Thank you again for your support. Regards, Joan. Well, Joan, thank you for that feedback and sorry to hear of your experience there with that. Hi, Rob. First, I want to say that I've listened to your podcast since the very beginning. I've missed a few here and there, but I've been, they've given me great advice over the years. I recently ordered a new iPhone 10 with my i with my new iPhone 8 Plus. I was in a hotel room in Paris and I ordered it on the 3rd of November. I received confirmation right after I ordered it. I left it at that. Never got confirmation separate from that order. While I was traveling, I started wondering why I hadn't gotten my confirmation. Meanwhile, I was at the Apple store in Barcelona, Spain a week later when I decided I had better check on my order. No record, nothing, nada, zip. So while I was there at the store, I used Wi-Fi and ordered my iPhone 8 Plus, uh, ordered over my iPhone 8 Plus a new iPhone 10. Um, order went through in less than five minutes and I got confirmation directly afterwards. And furthermore, I got confirmation uh, a while later when I was back in my hotel room. I may have two iPhone 10s on my way. Apple is uh, Apple is good on returns, I hope. A, a word about the Apple stores I visited in Paris, Madrid, and Barcelona. They are beautiful, large, and very, very busy stores. I will try to send pictures of me in the stores. Thanks for all you do and everyone uh, that helps out in the iPhone world. Regards, Harvey. Well, thank you, Harvey, for the feedback and looking forward. Actually, I've seen a couple of pictures. So thank you for sending those over and hope to share those in the future. Back to the email bag. Hey, Rob, let me start off by saying love the show. I have a question about Face ID. I know you can use Face ID for downloading apps, but I have a family sharing and my children need to ask for permission to download. When I get a request from them, it requires... Uh, me to input my iTunes password instead of using Face ID. I now was able to use Touch ID on previous iPhones for permissions to download. What do you think's going on here? Can you help? Thanks for all you do. Let's go Jets, AJ. First, AJ, I need to ask this. Why is it not J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? Just asking. Now, per what you need to do, first off, make sure you go to Settings, and inside settings, you want to go ahead and go to the face ID and passcode. Uh, you have to enter your passcode. And once you're in there, make sure it says that you can use face ID to unlock. So there's iTunes and App Store. And make sure you have that setting on. Once you have that setting on, then you want to go ahead and go to the iTunes and App Store. And then you want to see what you have set for automatic downloads and put apps on there for automatic downloads. 
And then you may want to turn on use cellular data uh, so that you can get it for that as well. It, again, depends on what you want. But if you want to make sure each time it's unlocked that it's going to download it, uh, make sure you get those settings turned on and that you don't have one of those turned off. Hi, Rob. This is Paul in Lawrenceville. And recently you were talking about iPhone 10 not having unlocked phones available. I think they do now. And I'll tell you how I found out. I have had my iPhone 10 on order now for a week or so. And I left you a note about that. I'm waiting for my delivery that's at least another two weeks out. And I found that you can go to the store and check inventory with the in the Apple store if somebody has failed to pick up their iPhone. Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it does happen. And as long as that inventory isn't opened, it goes back into the store inventory and each night the information gets updated. So I've been using the Apple Store app to try and buy a new iPhone for local pickup every evening or every morning. And I just saw a new capability. So if you go to the Apple Store app and then you choose to buy a new iPhone and then you choose your carrier or it may choose your current carrier anyway since it knows that you've got the iPhone that you're running the Apple Store app upon, you have the choice of replacing the existing iPhone on your account. In my case, it's AT&T. Or there's another button, buy a new iPhone on an existing wireless account. When you click that button, it then lets you select a carrier. And in my case, I selected AT&T. You choose your finish, so for example, silver color. You choose your capacity, say a 256 gig, which is the right one to choose. And then it comes up, and if you want to pay a one-time payment, pay in full. And when it pops up that you're ready to continue and pay, it tells you that you're buying a one-time payment for an unlocked iPhone with the AT&T SIM on the chip. So it's still unlocked, but it's also got the AT&T SIM, which is compatible with AT&T and T-Mobile. It doesn't support, obviously, CDMA because I'm ordering a GSM phone. So there are unlocked phones available. You just have to go through some arcane techniques to get to the unlocked phone. Now, I think that means maybe all of these phones are unlocked as long as you're not on the payment plan. If you're on an AT&T payment plan or an Apple payment plan, perhaps it's not unlocked. I hope that helps a little bit. Um, I thank you for all the things you've been doing to keep us up to date and uh, keep us away from the bad updates of 11 double dots up till now. Have a good one. Hope this helps somebody. Talk to you later. Paul, thank you for the feedback. Switching gears, I mentioned iPhone lines were back, and that was kind of a good thing, lines as far as waiting for iPhones. But it's also the type of thing that causes Samsung to go into a frenzy and forces them to release commercials mocking those lines, which is kind of like Chris Farley mocking Patrick Swayze's abs. Sure, it's funny, but in a sad, pathetic way for Chris Farley and for Samsung. Thanks to all that sent in this next one, which is an article titled, Google Collects Android Users' Location Even When Location Services Are Disabled. 
even if the user turns off location services, has not used any apps, has not even inserted a carrier SIM card, even under those conditions, an Android user is still having the location tracked by Google. Brilliant! Now that Google has been called out on this, they said they are taking steps to end this practice, which is comforting. If you own an iOS device, that is. Not so much if you're an Android user. Google claims they were not doing anything with the data beyond, you know, using it. Well, actually, they said two different things. One was that they never used or stored the data. And two, a Google spokesperson, this is what the Google spokesperson said, quote, in January of this year, we began looking into using cell ID codes as an additional signal to further improve the speed and performance of message delivery, unquote. So they were using it, but not using it or storing it. Mm, okay. Remember, folks, with Google, you are not the customer. You are the product. Advertisers are the customer or anyone willing to pay for the data they collect. And, and that is what is scary. Could you imagine the public outcry or the congressional hearings if it was Apple that was doing this? Just saying. Speaking of public outcry, either today or Friday, the FCC and their completely incompetent chairman will try to sneak in their plan to kill net neutrality. If you care about the internet and podcasting and everything else great about the internet, contact your congressperson and let them know you are against the plans of the FCC to kill net neutrality. There's a link in the show notes titled, The FCC Will Move to Kill Net Neutrality Over Thanksgiving, Read this article. And again, contact your representative in Washington and let them know what you think about this. Give them a call. Google their number. Call your congressman. Call your senator. Let them know that you are not kosher and cool with what the FCC is trying to do. Or read the article and then then you'll feel that you're not cool with it. But if you research this, this is a really bad, bad thing. And how bad is it? Well, they're trying to sneak it under our nose during Thanksgiving. Like, no one's going to notice that cares. Did I mention that the FCC chairman's incompetent? Did I also mention he's totally clueless? How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? In a study called The Ability of Woodchucks to Chuck Cellulose Fibers, published in the Annals of Improbable Science in 1995, the authors found that woodchucks chew wood at a rate of 361.9237001 cubic centimeters per animals per day. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? A woodchuck would chuck as much as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Robert. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? A so-called woodchuck. Correctly speaking, a groundhog would chuck, that is, throw, as much as the woodchuck in question was physically able to chuck, a bit if woodchucks in general had the capability, and, presumably, the motivation, to chuck wood. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? Please refer to the woodchuck getting started guide. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? I imagine that groundhogs would prefer a different question for a change. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? I suppose it depends on whether you are talking about African or European woodchucks. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? About as much ground as a groundhog could hog if a groundhog could hog ground. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? 
A woodchuck would chuck as much as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? An Apple spokesperson declined to comment. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? As environmentally responsible creatures, I suspect woodchucks would encourage the recycling of wood over simply chucking it. How much wood did the woodchuck chuck? 42? That could be right. If you'd like to get some other or older Hey Siri, once you want to hear what I consider some of the 10 best in the past, go to todayinios.com. I mentioned this earlier in the show. And look at the blog post between episodes 447 and 448. And I have a top 10 funniest Siri replies there and players that are, are queued right up to playing the Hey series. So, again, if you want to get some past ones and hear some、uh, queued up, some of the better ones, go over to Today in iOS right between episodes 447 and 448, and you can find a post with 10 of the best all time Hey Siri responses. Thanks again to BarkBox for sponsoring this episode. To get a free extra month of BarkBox, visit barkbox.com slash TII when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan. Again, barkbox.com slash TII to get a free extra month when you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan. Before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to show 206 666 That's 206 Moondog. Or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else, an app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you have created on iOS device, so just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. This is your show, and your contribution and feedback is greatly desired. Also, do not forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.comslash community. It is the friendliest and spam freest zone on Google Plus when it comes to iOS. Actually, I had to boot someone this past week. A quick reminder if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free, like we did on today's episode for Theta Poker Pro. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please include a 60 second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Thanks again to Love Pop for their support of TII. You can unlock special pricing for five or more of the greatest greeting cards ever and get free shipping on any order by going to lovepop.com slash TII. Finally, check out the recently updated TI app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It's fully voiceover friendly, of course. And hey, while you're at Thanksgiving dinner this week, happy Thanksgiving to those in the US. While you're at Thanksgiving, show someone the TI app. Recommend it. If you have a relative or cousin, friend that you're at Thanksgiving dinner with and they have an iOS device, let them know about the show. Spread some TII love. To all those in the US, happy Thanksgiving, safe travels, and look forward to talking to everyone next week. Until the next time, I am your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L I B S Y N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. 
The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII.